Welcome back to the Mindful Psychonaut podcast. Uh, today we're going over free will um, and I guess the illusion of free will and, and talking about, I guess, uh, playing with the idea that maybe we don't have free will um, and what that might what that might mean. Uh, so generally free will is um, it determines the things that we care about, so things like politics, uh, morality, relationships, guilt, self-accomplishments. We have free will, then, then these are outcomes of our doing. Um, so that's why we feel guilty for the, for the actions that we've taken. That's why we feel proud for the actions that we have taken. Um, and I guess the argument against free will, if we did not have free will, would be uh, more of a deterministic point of view. Or, so determinism is the, the view that all events are determined completely by previous existing causes. Um, so the example of that might be uh, where you're born in the world. Um, there's no free will in that occurring that is simply uh, determined by the parents that you had and where they were located it's kind of that is the case <clears throat> um, but free will is being able to decide be, being the decider of actions um, but why do we think that is true why, why do we think that we are in control um, we don't have control over, uh, we don't have free will over our heart beating, uh, we don't have free will over our cells dividing, we don't decide um, to be born in the world, we don't decide to grow old and we don't decide to die, um, or at least, um, yeah there is no free will in, in those things that are inevitable, like being, like there is no choice. You did not choose to be born. It's one of those cliche things that people say. People shout at their parents, I didn't ask to be born. It's like, it's true. You, know, you didn't. It's not something that you chose. Uh, or at least, it doesn't seem that way. Um, and and these, these events do follow more of a deterministic uh, pattern like it. the events that arise generally occur due to the prior causes um, so why is it different for us why is it different in the sense because free will goes against that deterministic um, philosophy is it different for us uh, we didn't pick our parents we didn't pick our genes uh, or the environment that we were born into um, and it's safe to say that if you were born into uh, if you were born in the wilderness um, thousands of years ago, your 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 free will, the the things that you could possibly do, would be very different to if you were born now in Britain. You know, there's there's a very different um, variety of things that you could do uh, in terms of free will, um, and whether there is any or not, you know, that there is no deciding to be born in those places or times, etc. 
Um, and the totality of all of these factors, um, the, the, the previous factors for us being who we are, the parent, our parents, we did not choose the parents that we have, uh, yet the totality of them um, and the events that arise before we were born brings us to where we are at, at birth. Bring, it gives us our genes, uh, etc. Um, many think that the conscious mind is a is in our control, um, or the, the conscious mind is in control of behaviour um, and the actions that we take. Yet we do not feel can, in control to metabolize energy and, and and be able to digest food there's no there's no control in that that's not it's something that happens and generally is considered something that we do but where is the free will in doing that thing um, is there free will in doing that thing and why is it then that we think we're in control of our thoughts and actions? Why is it different for thoughts and actions? Um, and I think that's a question that isn't, that is, is quite easily dismissed by many. They, they think, well, I think these thoughts, you know, I chose not to have the chocolate ice cream. I had the vanilla ice cream instead. I chose not to have that thing and if I really wanted to I could choose to have the chocolate ice cream um, and I guess it's something that we'll I'll delve into a little bit later but the question of I guess questioning the topic of free will does raise issues and concerns and, and I guess questions around the responsibility in your actions um, or at least uh, feelings that you may have towards someone for an action that they take um, maybe someone who has done you harm um, you may think that they you may have strong feelings towards them because you thought they might not have ought they ought to have not done that action um, and that they should, they should have acted otherwise um, it's it's an interesting thought to have obviously if we have free will then those actions that people take it, I guess it's then they are completely I guess susceptible they are completely knowing of the things that they do and should be held accountable but if everything is determined then was that action that they took inevitable from the day that they were born do we have the experience of free will how do thoughts arise they simply appear in consciousness now i'm not talking about free will in the sense that you live in a free country you are free to do as you please that is i guess another um, f tackling free will in a more societal and material sense 
um, but this more being free will as a matter of consciousness. Um, yeah. Um, but anyway, how do thoughts arise? They simply appear in consciousness, similar to the words that you're hearing um, coming out of my mouth. There is no deciding to hear the sounds that you hear, deciding to hear, to see the sights that you see, um, and deciding to feel the sensations that you feel. There's no deciding that, it just arises in consciousness. And so do thoughts. You know, thoughts simply arise. You don't make the thought. You don't think the thought. You don't decide to think the specific thought because that would, that in itself would mean that you would have thought of which thought you were going to think. Now, it's probably quite, it's quite a, a complex thing to think about, a bit confusing thing to think about, but uh, hopefully it might, uh, my descriptions might help. <clears throat> so the thoughts simply arise like other senses in the body, so our sight, our sound, our sensations. Um, and I think it's not that the thoughts aren't looked at in that way. Um, they're looked at slightly differently uh, because we associate with them. <clears throat> and this links to the last episode um, that I had where I spoke about the sense of self. The feeling of self that you dictate the actions you take uh, the, is, is the experience of thinking without knowing that you're thinking. Uh, to think, I am thinking this thought, is to think that you are you and that you are thinking that thought. But you're only aware of that second part, that you are thinking that thought. Actually, there's two I guess experiences of thought there which you're not aware of that first one or sometimes you are um, and and that can if you haven't listened to my previous episode I recommend you do that but actually the sense of self and, and who you call I is only this one little room in a house full of rooms in terms of consciousness <clears throat> And this is often why when practicing mindfulness, uh, the feeling of self can become less present as you're more aware, or at least you try to be, uh, of thoughts that are experienced. Noticing that thoughts simply appear um, and that you did not know when or what those thoughts might be, um, then where is, your, where is the freedom of will in that? If you're not deciding when those thoughts are going to occur, what those thoughts are, where's the freedom of, of, of thought in that? And what are you going to think next? How there's no deciding the thoughts that you think. They simply arise and you witness them once they have been thought. It is the thoughts that determine what we, that what we want, the intentions and the actions that we make. Um, 
and we think that we're the thinker of these thoughts and therefore in control. Yet once again, this is simply an illusion. The feeling of thinking something, intending to do something, and then intending not to do that thing is simply arising as an experience in consciousness. And just thinking about thinking is it starts to become quite complicated but trying to see thoughts as a similar as another arising of experience in consciousness like sounds like sight and like sensation um, can really start to put it can if you can see those things as the same thing and realize that they are uh, being experienced in the same manner in the sense that they just appear there's no deciding to see something there's no deciding to hear something and there's no deciding to think something they simply occur the illusion of free will is a matter of perception perceiving the thoughts that arise as your own identifying with them with the train of thought is the experience of thinking without knowing that you're thinking. If you can't control your next thought, can't decide what it will be before it arises, and can't prevent such thoughts from arising, then where is the freedom of will? Um, now, there is a little thought experiment that I listened to um, when doing a bit of reading and listening for this podcast episode. And it's to think of a movie. So think of any movie. This is your, I guess, this is the, the practice of trying to find free will. Uh, if there's no free will in choosing the parents that you have or um, when you are born, where you are born, then maybe there's free will in deciding a movie. So think about the movie. You're free to choose any movie. And what is the experience of choosing that film? You know, why did you choose that film? I did you choose that film? Did it simply arise? You know, it, you could have picked any film that you've ever watched, yet you decided to pick that film. Or did you decide to pick that film? Did it simply arise? Um, try again. Refresh your mind. Think of another film. Were you free to choose the films that did not occur to you to choose? If I reminded you of a film that you've watched that you forgot about, were you free to choose that film prior to me reminding you that you forgot about it? Um, this could be any film. I mean, maybe you forgot that The Wizard of Oz is a film. We know that that is a film. Most people know that is a film. 
yet it might not have occurred to you to choose that film because you weren't you completely forgot that was a choice um, and you may think well I was thinking of a few films you had three or four films in your mind and you decided the one that you wanted to pick and that may seem like free will but why was it that those three or four films or returning to ice cream why was it that those three or four flavors of ice cream you decided that you were going to have that one why was it that those three or four films that you thought of why was it that you chose that one but why was it also that those were the four three or four films that arised as a thought and you may you may say um well i chose that film because it's my favorite film or i i chose that film because it's a classic well why did you think that why did you have that thought about the film itself was that something that you chose you could have chosen anything um you could have chosen a really bad film and said i, I chose this film because it's really bad or you know there's where is the 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 freedom um in the thoughts that you have i think very much when you do sit down and try to be aware of the thoughts that arise in mindfulness it is very much sitting being focused on on something whether it's a sensation maybe it's the sensation of sitting in the chair whether it's the sounds of the sea whether you're by the sea that'd be nice um, whether it's the sensation of breathing you have that focal point and thoughts just arise there there was no free will in you preventing that thought from arising that the focus of if you had three free will then surely you wouldn't have that thought that, that the focus would be on um <clears throat> on the mindfulness uh, focus whether it's the breath or a sound or a sensation try the uh the film uh, practice one more time so think of a film think of why you chose that film why did that film come into your head what are the thoughts associated with that film why are those thoughts that are associated with the film why, why did you have those thoughts and not other thoughts to decide what thoughts you think would be to think your thoughts before you think them uh, to decide the film that you were picking would be to think of the film that you wanted to pick before it before you thought it um, you didn't you do not decide the thoughts you think you witness decisions and thoughts once they are made and I don't I don't really know what to do with that you know it, it, I think obviously when it comes to morality and, and taking 
uh, ownership for the actions that you have. Say if someone murdered you, not murdered you, obviously you wouldn't be able to do anything about that, but if someone murdered some, someone else, uh, you can't exactly say, oh, well, they had no freedom of will, it's not their fault. I, I, don't, I don't know what moral kind of arguments are to be made there, but actually witness, trying to be aware and witness the, the nature of thoughts um, can definitely change the way you view the world. Noticing that the thoughts simply arise um, in a deterministic sense. I mean, you might have thought of a film because it was a film that you previously uh, thought of or a, a film that you've previously spoken about or um, watched recently. Um, but could that have been almost, was that a predictable or inevitable determined uh, thought to have because of that prior thought or because of that prior action of watching the movie? Um, but it's, a, it's an interesting, I guess, uh, thought game. To, it's, it's an interesting thing to think about thinking especially in the sense of free will um, me recording this podcast right now is there free will in 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 me deciding to record this or me deciding not to pause the podcast right now that maybe I, I don't know um, but when it comes to everything else in our body that is happening and obviously there's the question of whether the things in your body is what actually is you that's that's something else but in terms of sights and sounds and sensations and thoughts these are all simply arising and there's no choosing to have them or to perceive them they are simply occurring um, and I think it helps in terms of the application of of this recognition of the way that thoughts arise it is simply that it is the arising of thoughts um, and if you notice them in in mindfulness if you can sit and notice the thoughts arise you can also notice them pass and you can return to the focal point again and i think it's important with i guess from a mental health point of view like if there are stressful times and thoughts that go through your head about whatever it might be it is very important and very useful to be able to take that thought take to be able to be aware of that thought arising of the sensations associated with that thought maybe you have a sensation maybe you're thinking about meeting someone new maybe you've got the sensation of butterflies it's simply something arising and when you realize that the thoughts are arising in that way guess they can become less overwhelming you can see them as something that simply occurs and you can either react to that 
um, and and being, I guess, quite a lot of pain um, or, or, or discomfort, or you can simply experience what it is like to have that thought and let it pass. Um, but I think I'll do some more episodes on free will. Hopefully that was a interesting episode. Um, and if you have any thoughts about free will um, or other episode ideas, then do let me know. But apart from that, hopefully you enjoyed and hopefully you'll return again for another episode of the Mindful Psychonaut podcast.